focuses on intention. And I just want to bring that in today, this power of intention. And in, in Dharma teachings, wise intention, and I'm just going to kind of speak about it in a very simple way. Wise intention is the intention to let go of the causes of suffering. Intention to let go of the causes of suffering, of what brings suffering. Which in shorthand is greed, it's aversion, and it's ignorance. It's confusion about how connected we are. It's confusion about how life actually operates and what brings happiness. So the intention to let go of these causes of suffering, the intention to let go of ill will, enmity, aversion, and the intention to cultivate harmlessness. And for me, sometimes it feels that if we just took this part of the teachings, if we just took this very simplistic version of right intention, of wise intention, and we lived in accordance with that, yeah, what a change that would make to the world, what a transformation it would make to our lives and to our well-being. Just that. Because when we connect to this intention, the simplest action, the most everyday actions, can become the deepest expressions of love and of care. Yeah, the simplest things can become a deep practice for us. Yeah, the simplest things, the way we brush our teeth, the way we offer someone a hand when they need to get up the way we feed ourselves and others the simplest things the way we shop they can become an act of love and of devotion and a manifestation of compassion and of wisdom in the world And of course, this isn't simple. Yeah. It's not like we think, oh yeah, that sounds great. Now I'll just do it and my life will be wonderful. <laughs> of course, it's not that simple, but it's an invitation to see the complexity of life. Yeah, Remember that conditioned nature, that empty nature of everything. But to root ourselves, to ground ourselves in this intention towards harmlessness, towards letting go of the causes of suffering. <laughs> and then to experiment with this human condition that we have, <laughs> that we've received, that we've been given. To experiment. Letting the actions come forth without an expectation to have complete control. But letting the actions come forth from that intention, 
and trusting the process. Trusting the process. Being willing to learn. Being willing to make mistakes. Rooted. Rooted in intention. And willing to take chances. So life is complicated, yeah? And it's going to get more complicated tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And we have all kinds of challenges thrown at us, all kinds of temptations thrown at us as we live our lives. And what we're interested in is how do we relate? How do we relate to what appears in our lives? Can we look at our experience, whatever arises in our experience, as an opportunity, as a ground for growth? It's not about getting it right. It's about learning and about doing our best. So can we keep coming back to that? to exploring what it means to embody our deepest aspirations and intentions for this life. So as Nathan was saying yesterday, we train on the small weights. Yeah. We look at what, what can I already approach in my life with this attitude. And then we expand as we get as we build up the muscles of intention and of attention. As we build up. And remembering that this is an ongoing process. Yeah. It's an ongoing process, as I said earlier. We keep exploring, we keep deepening, we keep uncovering. We keep learning. Keep asking, what would it mean to let go of the causes of suffering? What would it mean to cultivate harmlessness right now with what is in front of me? What would that mean? Dropping in the questions, letting them resonate. In the in Dharma teachings in the Buddhist tradition, there's a beautiful aspiration that comes from this cultivation of right intention towards harmlessness and towards letting go of the causes of suffering, towards letting go of ill will. And this aspiration is about using our lives using our lives to support all of life using our lives to support all of life so it takes that intention or that 
wish to live harmlessly and it kind of brings it together brings it up into that wish to not only live harmlessly but to be a life supporting energy in this world and this aspiration it's called bodhicitta just saying it because some of you may have come across it. it doesn't matter if you remember it or not the name what matters is that you remember the feeling yeah the feeling of this aspiration and the question with that is how can we live in a way that supports the well-being of all beings including ourselves part of the all beings and an interesting reflection can be what happens to our own sense of well-being as this motivation as this aspiration grows stronger in us what happens to our own sense of well-being i can tell you there was a really um there's a really interesting series of experiments going on these days um one of the scientists involved is richard davidson some of you may have heard about him he's a friend of the dalai lama lucky him and uh very interested in how different areas of meditation and dharma practice affect the brain and affect the well-being and so at the moment i think this is still going on they're doing research particularly checking how this kind of aspiration affects people's well-being and one way that they're doing it is they're sending people to exercise in a gym and some people are going to exercise in the gym just with you know the usual motivation that we would have to go and exercise in the gym you know to look after the body to get um more fit um i think that kind of covers it right i don't go to the gym <laughs> unfortunately I'm not that familiar with those ones. But whatever we do to kind of like normal motivations to get more fit and healthy. So that's one group. And the other group is going to the gym and they are going to the gym with the motivation, with the aspiration to look after their body so that they can serve others. Yeah. This is bodhicitta. So to look after their own body spirits of the forest don't want you to know them what happened <laughs> so to look after their own body so that they're healthier stronger have more energy to serve others and so far the results i mean i heard about it a year ago so i'm not up to date when they measure the impact 
that the, they're doing the same exercise regime when they're measuring the impact on different ways of kind of how the exercise is affecting the body it's looking like the people who have the motivation to serve others the exercise is having more of an impact on their bodies yeah that's what it's looking like so these are not the official results this is insider information one year old we all have to keep a lookout for this for the official results of this experiment but isn't that interesting yeah so that motivation and this is you know this is what dharma teachings and other spiritual traditions have been saying for thousands of years yeah for thousands of years that our own well-being is interconnected with the well-being of others cannot exist on its own and if we prioritize that if we understand that and if we prioritize that aspiration then we ourselves benefit if we can kind of even make that distinction it's good for us in other words and this reminds us again of this non-separation yeah we're not separate and also reminds us of again how we shape experience so the intention in the mind can affect what happens in the body yeah not separate empty this is what emptiness means yeah. empty and the dalai lama has a beautiful very simple way of saying this and probably a lot of you have heard this and he says that if you want others to be happy then be compassionate and if you want to be happy then be compassionate that that care that compassion that is what brings for us as human beings the deepest happiness so as we deepen in our understanding of our interconnectedness as we deepen in our understanding of this dependent nature of life we also deepen in love we also deepen in compassion we deepen in care it's a natural expression it's a natural movement of that process and as we deepen as we strengthen these intentions and aspirations in us then we also deepen our wisdom and our clear seeing of emptiness and of the way things are so these are like two feet walking the path yeah just like our own two legs that been supporting us to walk on the track the wisdom and the compassion support each other on this journey through life As we offer ourselves more and more deeply 
to this process, to this cultivation, yeah, to this journey of discovery, inner and outer. Our capacity to hold the suffering and the beauty of life grows. Yeah, it's the same capacity and it grows to hold the difficult and the joyful. Our inner resources grow and they become more available to us. Yeah, and more available to others. So there's this beautiful story, one of my favorite stories, one that keeps inspiring me through my life, about someone called A.J. Must. Has anyone here heard of him? No. I think he was actually originally from maybe Norway, but he lived in the U.S., Maybe you know this quote of his. He's very famous. Well, this quote is very famous. It's usually um, attributed to Gandhi or to Thich Nhat Hanh. Do you know this quote, there's no way to peace, peace is the way? Anyone heard that? That's A.J. Must. He said that. So he was a very, very dedicated human rights and peace activist and very much, very active in opposing the Vietnam War. And part of his activism was big scale, and part of it was very personal. And so for a very long period of time, I don't even know how long, he stood outside the White House every single night with a candle. And because he was slightly famous, at that point, now no one knows who he is. <laughs> at that point in the 60s, he was slightly well-known. A journalist came to interview him. And the journalist asked him, do you actually think that you're going to change the government and its policies by standing here with this candle? And A.J. Must replied. And he said, oh, no, you don't understand me at all. I'm not standing here with a candle in order to change the government. I'm standing here with a candle so that the government does not change me. So that the government does not change me. So sometimes we can act in ways that we can see yeah, the results are very, very clear. And sometimes we can just stand there with a candle, bearing witness to our own sense of integrity and truth and what matters. And we never know what the results are going to be. Yeah. So AJ Must has inspired <laughs> probably thousands and tens of thousands of activists through doing that seemingly futile thing. So we never know, but that sense of what matters and can I stand in that integrity of what really matters, regardless of what the world around me is saying or doing.
so it can be so important to remember what inspires us. So important to remember what inspires us, what touches us. Particularly here, as we've been so intimate, so close with nature. The yatra, the walk, this trek, doesn't need to end tomorrow. And this is really important to remember. Conditions will change. But what matters does not need to come to an end. Remember, we've been walking through the landscape. But the landscape has been walking through us. So it is within each of us. And if we can connect to what matters, if we can connect to what inspires and come back to that as a refuge, as a resource, as an, a source of, and as a source of energy. To rest within our integrity and to act in ways that support the dissolving of suffering and its causes, that support harmlessness in this world that support compassion and wisdom. So we can continue to step gently in the world in whatever ways are possible for us. And we can continue to digest and share this experience in our choices, in our words, in the way we are in the world. And we continue to do that as conditions change. This is our next step of this retreat. This is our next exploration. Starting now. Yeah. Starting now. Feeling that love, feeling that care, feeling that connection. Accepting our imperfection. That's human. And continuing to take our steps into the world. So I wanted to end with doing the exercise that Nirmala did with us this morning again. The last thing we did. Are you happy to lead it again? Mm -hmm. And it's optional, of course. If you don't wish to do it, you don't have to. But if you wish to do it, that would be a lovely thing to do together. Maybe you want to take off your gloves if you're very... And let's put our hands on the earth. And feeling the earth with our hands, with our palms, with our fingers, and with our heart. This aliveness, this breathing of the earth. With all its beauty. And with all the suffering. This earth 
is suffering. And there are people all over the globe which who put their whole life into helping our earth. Who put their lives for rescuing our earth, for healing our earth. And can we by touching the earth connect to all people on this earth to those who try to protect and heal the earth the soil and to those who are confused and take part in destroying can we connect to all those people with our hearts and connect to all the trees all the plants all the water the fire And by having our hands on this earth, sending our love and care to our earth, telling the earth with our hands that we are here. We are here to support this earth tell the earth with your hands that you are there for it you are caring the earth can rely on you it can trust you you are there for it Thank you. If you wish, you can take a deep bow down to the earth.